Hello and welcome to This Week in the Indie Web Audio Edition for the week of June 10th through 16th, 2017. This Week in the Indie Web is a weekly digest of activities in the Indie Web community at IndieWeb.org. It contains recent and upcoming events, posts from Indie News, and a summary of wiki edits. This Week in the Indie Web is sent out on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, with this audio edition appearing the following day. You can find the web edition of This Week in the Indie Web, including all links and an archive of all past editions, at IndieWeb.org this-week. Events Homebrew Website Club is a bi-weekly meetup of people passionate about or interested in creating, improving, building, and designing their own website. Most meetings take place every other Wednesday from 6.30pm to 7.30pm, with an optional quiet writing hour from 5.30pm to 6.30pm beforehand. Homebrew Website Club met in Berlin, Nuremberg, London, Fort Collins, Bellingham, and San Francisco. There was also a European-time virtual Homebrew Website Club. For photos and links to notes from the events, see this week's newsletter. Upcoming Homebrew Website Club meetups include Edmonton on Tuesday, June 20th, as well as a regularly scheduled HWC on June 28th, with Baltimore confirmed so far. If you're an organizer, please remember to update the wiki with information about your venue, times, and how to RSVP. And remember, you can always find info about the next upcoming Homebrew Website Club meetups at IndieWeb.org next-hwc. Interested in starting a Homebrew Website Club in your city? It can be as simple as grabbing a friend and heading to your favorite coffee shop, bar, living room, or any other meeting place. You can find plenty of information about Homebrew Website Club, including tips for how to organize your own, at IndieWeb.org HWC. Folks in Amsterdam may be interested in two Quantified Self 2017 talks by IndieWeb Community co-founder Aaron Parecki. Links to info about the talks can be found in this week's newsletter. And a reminder that registration is open and spots are available for the IndieWeb Summit in Portland, Oregon, June 24th and 25th at the offices of Mozilla Portland. Learn more and register at 2017.indieweb.org. We'd like to recognize two new sponsors of IndieWeb Summit 2017 announced this week. Donut.js is a monthly meetup in Portland, bringing together the love of code and the deliciousness of donuts. Sign up to speak at donutjs.club speak. And CSVConf is a conference featuring stories about data sharing and data analysis from science, journalism, government, and open source. Learn more at csvconf.com. All IndieWeb events are volunteer-run, so if you are interested in helping organize, getting the word out, finding sponsors, and more, let us know in the chat at chat.indieweb.org. Here's a brief summary of posts collected this week by Indie News, a community-curated list of articles relevant to the IndieWeb. You can read more or submit posts of your own at news.indieweb.org. Sebastian Andeveg at seblog.nl published a post titled At Mentioning People on My Blog. The post describes his shorthands for automatically linking to personal sites or silo profiles of the people and organizations that he mentions in his posts. The design uses the add symbol to identify a profile, while using a plus symbol will also mark the post as a person tag of the profile being named. Aaron Parecki linked to a post by Matthew Davis at futurehosting.com titled The IndieWeb Movement Will Help People Control Their Own Web Presence? 
The piece delivers a high-level introduction to the indie web aimed at an audience more familiar with the web as defined by silos like Facebook, Twitter, and Medium, and includes discussion of the concepts of posse as well as backfeeding reactions to one's own site. And now, a selection of this week's updates from the IndieWeb Wiki at IndieWeb.org. Community and Concepts The Markdown page was updated with a link to a post by Jeff Leak at SimplyStatistics.org titled, The Future of Education is Plain Text. In the article, the author champions plain text formats such as Markdown and CSV for content and data as a cross-platform, future-proof way to develop, share, and maintain educational curricula. The CC0 page, which describes the Creative Commons Zero license for releasing content into the public domain internationally, has been updated with links to two articles discussing its feasibility for use as a license on open-source software. Additionally, a link was added to a discussion in the IndieWeb organization on GitHub regarding how to license software projects that are published by the IndieWeb community. The Posts About the IndieWeb page was updated with a link to a post by Chris Aldrich, published on altplatform.org, titled, Feed Reader Revolution, It's Time to Embrace Open and Disrupt Social Media. The article suggests that the success of silos such as Facebook stems from their quality as software for reading other people's posts, albeit readers that only show content from within the silo. The article calls for new reader services and software that can pull content from the open web, but also allows replies and reactions to be published to one's own website. Services and Organizations the Calligator page has been updated with brainstorming about how the site could be used to organize and advertise IndieWeb-related events. Improving the organization of IndieWeb events, which are currently managed manually on the IndieWeb wiki, is one of the main topics for the upcoming IndieWeb Summit. The Safety Check page has been updated with a link to a post on thenextweb.com titled, London Blaze Shows Facebook's Safety Check is Deeply Flawed Again. The piece criticizes the Facebook feature, which prompts users it perceives as being near life-threatening events to check in so that friends on the service can see that they are safe, as reaching too wide with its geographic targeting, sending notifications and allowing check-ins from people who are miles away from an event. IndieWeb Development The Hugo page was updated with a link to a post by Sarah Swaydon at sarahswaydon.com titled Migrating from Jekyll plus GitHub Pages to Hugo plus Netlify. The post described how the author transitioned her website from the Ruby static site generator Jekyll to the Hugo static site generator written in the Go language. The article includes several useful code examples. A new page has been created for Server Indie Auth, a way for one server to authenticate itself with another. This feature could be useful for fetching private posts, verifying private web mentions, and more. The event page has been updated with a more detailed example of how to mark up an event post on one site, as well as discussion on promoting HEvent as a top-level microformat. Examples were also included for tools and services that consume HEvent. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening. This English version of This Week in the Indie Web, audio edition, was read and produced by Marty McGuire. If you have suggestions for improving this audio edition of the newsletter, please feel free to contact Marty in the Indie Web chat. Or you can find him online at martymcgui.re. 
Content for this audio edition was provided by This Week in the Indie Web and the Indie News Service, which are provided by Aaron Parecki. Music for this episode included the tracks Day 48, Glitch, Day 49, Floating, Day 9, and Day 11 of Aaron Parecki's The 100 Days of Music Project. Find out more at aaronparecki.com tag slash 100 days of music. Learn more about the IndieWeb at IndieWeb.org and join the discussion via Slack, IRC, or the web at chat.indieweb.org.